What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about some camp updates, uh, some camp battles. We're going to talk about some players that are doing great, some players that are not doing so great. Or, uh, we're going to talk about the vision that the team has. We're going to talk about the direction of where the team is going. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's go. Shout out to the Washington football team for signing Jason Wright. He's an American businessman, um, now president for the Washington football team. He's going to run all the business operations for the team. He was born and raised in Los Angeles, metropolitan area, attended Northwestern University in the early 2000s, played running back um, while he was in college. Uh, following graduation, he signed with um, the San Francisco 49ers as an undrafted free agent. So perseverance is there. He's a hardworking guy. He was also a member of the Atlanta Falcons, Cleveland Browns, Arizona Cardinals. He continued to get cut, but guess what? He continued to find a job, and he retired in 2010. And then he attended uh, University of Chicago Booth Schools School of Business, where he graduated with a master's degree in operations and finance in 2013. And then he's worked as a partner in management consultant with firm McKinsey and Company. And now he's now become the first African-American uh, president in the NFL. And that's a huge accomplishment. Um, a guy who, you know, works hard, never had anything handed to him. I mean, from an undrafted free agent to making it into the NFL and playing seven years. That's a testament to who he is as a person. And then to, you know, go back to school to further his education and then work for a big firm now comes in and he'll take over the business side of things for the Washington football team while while Ron Rivera takes over the football part of things. So both Wright and Ron Rivera both report to Snyder. So it's not like Wright is over Ron Rivera. No. He reports to Dan Snyder, as does Rivera. So it's going to be um, interesting to see what he does. I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. He's qualified for this job. Um, people are saying, oh, he got hired because he's black. Well, how many black people um, you know, out there are hired? to do this but this is great for the african-american community uh, this is great for anybody who has dreams and hopes of being something and doing something big in their life um to be able to go and pursue your dreams and get things done that's what it's all about so i'm happy for him congratulations jason wright i am gonna try to get jason wright on the show i don't know if i'm gonna be successful or not but guess what i'm gonna try Hey guys, man, I have some breaking news, but um, it's not good news, but it is news that I want to share with you guys. Uh, Ron Rivera says uh, that he has cancer. He told ESPN and, um, you know, it's cancer around his uh, lymph node, um, around his neck. Um, so prayers going out to Ron Rivera and his family. Um, I pray that, you know, God heals him uh, from this. And I hope that he comes out victorious um, this is just such devastating news, um, but there's reports that this is very treatable and curable. So, um, you know, Ron Rivera has a mentality of being a fighter. So we are behind him. 
Uh, Washington Football Nation, we are behind Ron Rivera. We wish you well. Um, and we pray that you overcome this. Um, such a good person, such a good uh, human, such a good coach. Um, we wish you the best, Ron Rivera. So, guys, uh, training camp is going well. Um, lots of energy from both the players and the coaches in training camp. Um, Alex Smith looks good out there. Um, he's uh, doing some 909 drills, uh, something a little different. Um, but he's working a lot with the second and third teams. Um, honestly, I don't see Alex Smith uh, playing this season. I believe that Alex Smith probably most likely ends up as the quarterback three on the team with a with a possibility of possibly being quarterback number two. But it's just so risky with his health. Um, I know that he's able to take on more football uh, activities and more responsibilities. But at the same time, man, quality of life, man, I, I'm just so happy that Alex Smith was able to recover and to get to the point that he is now but man i'm just i'm just so worried about his health uh he knows his health better than anybody um so yeah that i mean there's that um lots of uh, energy from uh the um defensive back coach chris harris uh the quote of the day was uh, you don't like nice things you don't like nice things uh there were some plays where a um, couple of corners and defensive backs had easy interceptions, but they dropped it. Uh, for one, it was uh, Cam, uh, Cameron Carl and as well as Greg Stroman. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they had easy interceptions in their hand and then they dropped it. And then here comes Chris Harris running, yelling. You know, you don't like nice things. Uh, but then uh, Greg Stroman was finally able to pick off Dwayne Haskins. Um, in the end zone later and then, you know, return that same energy back to the coach saying, I do like nice things. So it's kind of good to see the competitive spirit, both between the coaches and the players. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did not necessarily have a good day today. Um, he struggled out there to make some passes. He did make some good passes, but then he also struggled. But a lot of the struggle for Dwayne Haskins could possibly be that the offensive line is not very good. The offensive line still needs a lot of pieces, still need a lot of help. Ron Rivera brought in uh, five offensive linemen to come in and work out. So he's going to sign some. He's already cut a few. He's going to sign some more. I believe that all these guys are camp bodies. Um, we're going to see what happens at the guard position because right outside of uh, Brandon Sheriff, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, there's not a lot of veterans on the squad. So with the team being young, yes, we have some interior linemen that are centers. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Wes Martin wins the job or if it's the other West. So uh, the right guard is locked up. It's just that left guard position. Literally, that left guard, I mean, like that left side of the offensive line. Um, Morgan Moses has not looked good. <laughs> He's been getting ate up by Sweat. He's been getting ate up by uh, Chase Young. There's reports that Chase Young actually moved him. Um, so Chase Young has been um, 
limited on what he can do. The team is just trying to make sure that he's good. So they kind of like took some of the uh, workload away from him, giving him some rest. But yeah, Chase Young is fine. They just taking precautions to make sure that Chase Young is as healthy as he's supposed to be. Um, but back to the offensive line. The offensive line it, it tends to struggle because because number one, they're not as talented. When I say talented, you know, you don't see first round caliber tackles on that team. Even Morgan Moses, he was found in the third round, ended up being a decent starter for some years, but he struggled the last few years, whether it's penalty or whether it's keeping this guy in front of him. So fans are really calling for somebody else to replace Morgan Moses, but as of right now, Morgan Moses is the best bet at right tackle, whether you like it or not, whether you like him or not. He has the experience, and he's going to be better than any other tackle that we have. Honestly, he's Morgan Moses is the best tackle on the roster right now. But that does not mean that a guy like Sadiq Charles can't push him for a spot or a Christian. So, you know, there's talks of Lucas starting at left tackle and then one of these younger guys to push Morgan Moses for the right tackle position. Um, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I do think that Morgan Moses keeps the job. Um, he's lost a lot of weight, so that's supposed to help him. But then again, our defensive line is so good. So they're making the offensive line look bad, which is also making Dwayne Haskins look bad. So is it that the Redskins defensive line is so good? Is it that the Redskins offensive line is so bad? Is it that Dwayne Haskins has not um, reached another level of growth? I think Haskins is going to be fine. But to be honest, they got to keep Haskins upright. You can't have pressure in Haskins' face or Haskins getting sacked or being rushed because that that's not going to bode well for the team. The team is already lacking a lot of offensive talent outside of Terry McLaurin. Yes, we do have Adrian Peterson. Yes, we did draft AGG and, and, and uh, Antonio Gibson, but at the same time, they're still rookies. They still have to learn the playbook. And without preseason, what they do in practice is their preseason. So I'm not expecting – any rookie to just come in and just run away with this thing. It might take some time. You might see more progress come week three, four, five. And even as the season goes on, why do I say that? We saw last season where the rookie struggled until towards the end of the year where they've been comfortable. They've learned the playbook. They've been getting reps, first team reps in, in practice and things of that nature. So with this being said, I'm excited about the defensive line. But the offensive line does scare me. The offensive line is a concern for the team. And we're going to face a lot of great defensive line this season. Let's just hope that maybe we can sign somebody to add to this group. Um, maybe we're overreacting. Maybe the offensive line is fine and then that the defensive line is just that good. I'm really just hoping that the defensive line is just that good. So 
So, guys, I want to address the running back position. This is a position that people hit me up on Twitter all the time. They want to know what's going on with the Redskins running backs, especially people who play fantasy. They know that I'm a big Redskins fan, so they always reach out for fantasy tips and ideas. Adrian Peterson is the fantasy running back to own this year, at least to start the season, at least for the first seven to eight weeks is going to be the Adrian Peterson show. Now, if you play PPR, Antonio Gibson is the guy to have because he's going to be that pass catching back. This guy is six feet tall. He's about 220 to 230 pounds, and he runs a 4-3. So he's a unique blend of size and speed. Um, there's really no running back or no comparison that I can compare him to because he's a big guy and he runs so fast. And with Antonio Gibson, is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? Well, we're going to find out. But the thing about Antonio Gibson is that during the camps, they're, they're saying that he gets small. What that means is he's getting into the holes. He's has He has great bursts of speed. And he's able to hit the holes and he, he's had some explosive moments in camp. So with that being said, that's good to hear. But AP, Adrian Peterson, is going to be the starting running back. Now, let's talk about Bryce Love. Bryce Love did have an off day uh, just to make sure that the team is not overworking players. So there's nothing wrong with Bryce Love being that he that he just came back from a major injury. The team is just being very cautious. They're being very careful to make sure that they're doing everything they're supposed to do to keep him healthy and to keep him safe. So Bryce Love has been getting a lot of love during this camp from everything that I'm hearing is he has a legit shot to be the RB2 to lock up that spot. So Adrian Peterson, RB1, Bryce Love, RB2, Antonio Gibson, RB3. That's literally how it's going to go down. Now, Peyton Barber and JD are probably going to fill out the group as the four and the five. And of course, JD can be used all over. He can be used in the slot. Being that we lack receivers, don't be shocked if, you know, Gibson and JD play a lot of slot this year. With that being said, Antonio Gibson, with his unique size, speed, he has a potential to literally be a three down back. Although he played a lot of receiver last year, it seems like he's adjusting to life in the NFL as a running back. So I don't know if he's going to play more snaps at wide receiver, if he's going to play more snaps at running back. But what the coach is doing is that they're putting him in, in a good position to win. They're giving him plays that apply just to him. They're giving him wide receiver plays that apply to him. They're giving him running back plays that apply to him. But he's spending a lot of time in the running back room. So that's kind of how it's going to be shaken out. So for those who are listening for fantasy purposes, Adrian Peterson is the running back to own. If you're playing Dynasty, to me, Bryce Love is the running back to own. And if you're playing PPR, Antonio Gibson is the running back to own. So AP for the right now, Bryce Love for the future, and Antonio Gibson for PPR.
But all three backs are looking great. The running back situation is something that's looking great. But we're going to see what the offensive line looks like because as I talked about this before, the pass protection has been bad, but the run blocking has been good. So we'll see. We'll see. Right now is just all speculation. Right now is camp. Camp means nothing until you get out there week one and you get out there and play some real football. Then you get to see what these guys look like. And sometimes when they have been preseason, players look great in preseason and then don't look good in the actual game. Sometimes players look bad in preseason, but then they look good in actual games. How that happens, I don't know. So um, the running back situation looks good. I'm excited. I'm praying that everybody stays healthy. Health is the main issue. If we can stay healthy, we can enjoy some football. I don't want to say that we're going to be so successful or we're going to be so good or this or that. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to predict records and how we do. I am going to have an episode where I break down the schedule and we break down, you know, what the score is going to look like. We're going to break down what the stats are going to look like, matchups, things of that nature. But for this specific uh, episode and this segment right here, the running backs look good. And we are in a good place right now. Let's just hope that the offensive line can stand up straight. As far as wide receivers go, Terry McLaurin is looking great. And being that he's going to be moved around all over and learning all the different route trees, that's going to be awesome. Dwayne already has great rapport already with uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, and it's, and it's showing in camp. Um, he's also been hitting Dontrell, Dontrell Emmon. He's a guy, like I said before, he has he has great hands. He has decent size and great hands. Doesn't have necessarily good speed or great speed, but he's a smart player. And he's a player that I believe helps this team, especially um, starting out the season. It looks like Inman is going to be the wide receiver, too. And uh, it seems like uh, Sims, who has looked phenomenal in camp, he's going to man the slot. But uh, Sims is very humble. Uh, He's saying that it's his job to lose. We all know that he's going to win the job, but for, for the fact that he's humble and for the fact that he wants to compete and wants to, you know, earn the job, that just shows the kind of player that Sims is. So um, AGG has looked good in camp. Um, he's picking up the offense. Um So it seems like these are the top four wide receivers. And I put up a post the other day about Cam Sims. Um it seems like every year Cam Sims is the is the preseason king. I mean, he looks amazing in practice. He's doing all these different things. And then once the regular season comes, you can't find him. Now, I do understand he's been hurt. I do understand injuries are part of the game. But Cam Sims does have a good chance of making a team. I'm not a Cam Sims fan. I wish him well, whether he makes a team or not. I support anybody who's on our team, whether I like them or not. But, yeah, Cam Sims has a chance to make the team. That fifth and sixth wide receiver is pretty much up in the air. It can be a couple of the uh, un- undrafted free agents that we signed. It can be another veteran. 
maybe somebody drops a, a veteran and we go ahead and snag that person. Um, I can tell you guys right now, it's not going to be Antonio Brown. I just do not see any Antonio Brown connection. I do not see a Josh Gordon connection. So it can be a solid veteran that gets picked up that can come in and fill that role as the fifth or sixth guy to make it. Trey Quinn, I don't know about Trey Quinn this year, but he does have a shot to make it. So you got guys like Trey Quinn. You got Kidzy out there. You got the two undrafted free agents. And then, of course, you know, maybe some vets that you might pick up. I did like uh, J.J. Nelson. He used to play for the Arizona Cardinals. I liked him a lot. I, I didn't even know that he was a free agent. You know, that would have been somebody that would have been able to fit on this team. He has tons of speed, and he's a guy. J.J. Uh, Nelson can he can play. He can play. It's just, you know, an opportunity, and maybe he didn't fit what Ron Rivera and Scott Turner wanted to do. So maybe that's why we didn't bring in a vet like J.J. Nelson. They do like the skill set of Inman. I do believe Inman is the wide receiver, too, to start out the year. Does not mean that AGG cannot take that job. Matter of fact, it doesn't mean that AGG can't win that job. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens with the wide receiving group. Um, we're very thin in that area. Uh, but Terry McLaurin, having Terry McLaurin in that group just makes the group a whole lot better. I, I posted something a couple weeks ago. I said, who had the better wide receiving uh, core, the Jets or the Redskins? Now, the Jets have... Uh, Denzel Mims that they just uh, drafted. They have um, Perriman, Brashad Perriman that they signed from Tampa Bay. They have Jamison Crowder. We all know Jamison Crowder, whether you loved him or hated him. Um, Jamison Crowder did his thing here in D.C. And then last but not least, um, there's one more guy on the Jets. I can't even think of the name, but pretty much that's the group right there. <laughs> so you look at that group and then you look at the Redskins. There's nobody on the Jets that come anywhere close to Terry McLaurin. So even though that the rest of our receiving group is kind of shaky and young, at the end of the day, Terry McLaurin has star potential. Terry McLaurin has superstar potential, I'll say. I like what he brings to the table. Um, he's not afraid to uh, mix it up with you know, the top corners in the league. Uh, you've even had guys like OBJ. OBJ reached out to Terry about advice about running routes. It just shows you the kind of player that Terry McLaurin is. Terry McLaurin, to me, was the best route runner that was drafted last season. Him and A.J. Brown, one and two. Uh, it can be debatable for who's a better route runner between the two of them, but those two guys were the two best route runners coming out of last year's draft. So you take the route running and you add in that super speed that he has, then he can leap, he can snag, he has great hands. That's a making of a special wide receiver. Keep an eye on Terry McLaurin. If the offensive line holds up and Haskins does what Haskins is supposed to do, Terry McLaurin can easily have 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns this season. Um, he'll probably get anywhere between 80 to maybe 90 catches because realistically, if he's the main threat and he runs routes to get open, that means he's going to be peppered with targets. So for those who play fantasy, 
uh, that's who you want. You you want to go and grab Terry McLaurin because he's going to be in great spots in the draft. You know, guys are going to go after the Hopkins and the Julios and the Galladay's and the, the Rams wide receivers. But then you got Terry McLaurin, who's a legit number one wide receiver. You can probably grab him in the fourth round. For those of us that are fans, actual fans of Terry McLaurin, we are excited because you know, he just brings that that star power that we've been missing. Like, if you go back and look at the wide receivers that the Redskins have drafted over the years, man, we suck. We suck at dra- drafting wide receivers. So uh, I'm excited that we got a wide receiver last year in the third round, a guy that nobody even really thought would do anything. There's a post um, on my Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter, on my personal Twitter. Um there's a post to where um, I, I put up something about uh, Antonio Gibson. And then the guy got mad. I think I was saying uh, I wanted um, I wanted Edwards. I wanted Brian Edwards from South Carolina. He went to the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. And I wanted him in the third round, but we took Antonio Gibson. I said I wanted Edwards, but we took Gibson. But I'm happy with Gibson. Then a guy gets mad and says, well, Gibson is overrated and blah, blah, blah. Well, Terry McLaurin was drafted in the third round and nobody knew who Terry McLaurin was. If you didn't watch Ohio State or if you didn't watch college football, nobody really knew how good Terry McLaurin was. So my whole point is when we draft somebody, trust the guys that are making these picks. (laughs) Kyle Smith has been hitting on these picks. So if it was a deep draft to where we still were able to get Antonio Gandy Golden in the fourth round, a guy who would have gone in the second or third round in any other year in a shallow draft for the fact that the wide receiving group was so deep, we were able to get, uh, you know, AGG in the fourth. I trust Kyle getting getting uh, Antonio Gibson in the third. I mean, after looking at his tape, how can you not be excited I know he didn't get a full workload, but you got to let these things play out, man. We are heading in the right direction with drafting players, developing players, and it's only going to get better as we continue to build. So, guys, as I round up this episode, I just want to hit on a few highlights from camp, especially today. Um, the defense looked good today. The corners looked good. Uh, the secondary looked good. Uh, Jeremy Reeves, a name to keep an eye on. Um, you know, there's there there's reports out there about uh, Troy Ackby, uh being... Uh, with the ones, you know, playing a lot of uh, uh, free safety. But Jeremy Reeves is definitely a name to keep an eye out for. Um, I'm loving the energy that he's bringing in camp. Um, he's doing his thing. Um, I think he gets more of a role this year, more than just special teams. I think he gets more burn at um, free safety. Now, Greg Stroman, uh, he had a pick as well. Um, there's been a lot of... Uh, back and forth 
between uh, guys like uh, Jimmy Moreland and Terry McLaurin. Man, I'm loving that right there. That's a battle that I would pay money to go see. Uh, there was a play where where uh, Terry McLaurin beat Jimmy, and then he told Jimmy, I told you I was going to get you this time. And anybody who knows Jimmy Moreland knows that. Jimmy Moreland does not back down from anybody, man. Jimmy Moreland is going to be a, a stud corner in this league. He might never become a pro bowler or an all pro or anything like that. But he's going to be a solid starter. Um, I like his demeanor. I like the passion and the fire that he has for the game. Um, Steve Sims, phenomenal, man. He 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 is really out there competing. Um, Steve Sims, I'm just excited for, for our Steve Sims, man. If Steve Sims can get anywhere between 50 to 65 catches this year, Hey, just get ready. Just have your popcorn ready, man. He's definitely a guy that uh, Scott is using, like, you know, all around, jet sweeps, using him in a slot. I want to see some Wildcat with uh, Steve Sims. I don't know if that happens. Um, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a fun season. Uh, Sean Deion Hamilton is out there doing his thing. Landon Collins. Let's not forget that we have an all-pro caliber safety in Landon Collins. And um, Thomas Davis being out there. Um, Thomas Davis' leadership is just so vital for guys like Cole Holcomb and Sean Deion Hamilton. He's going to really be there to really mentor these linebackers. And I'm hearing some really good stuff about KP. L man, Pierre Lewis is gonna be a player. Do, don't be shocked if if Pierre Lewis wins the job as a starting linebacker this year for us. Pierre Lewis really turned it up for the Bears last season towards the end of the year as a starter and played some serious ball, which is why Ron Rivera brought him in. Um, a lot of these players that we were bringing in early on in free agency, people were getting pissed off. Who is this guy? Who is that guy? You know, it's all about opportunity. And I rather have people who have heart and determination than people who have skill and just know that they're good. And oh, I'm not going to put in the work because I'm good. But guys like KPL, man, he's out there working, man. Guys like Ryan B out there working. Uh, Montez Sweat working. Cameron Carl working. So uh, Brelford, even Brelford had a uh, had a, a sack today. So, man, and uh, Ryan Anderson is really doing his thing. Ryan Anderson is in for a big season. They're using him a lot as a defensive end. Um, I believe he's undersized, but, hey, he's doing his thing. He looks slimmer. He looks in shape. He looks quicker. He looks bigger, stronger, faster. So, Man, uh, we are really loaded on that line. We are really loaded on that line. So um, as I conclude here, uh, camp is going well. Only thing to be worried about right now is the offense is the offensive line. Uh, let's see how that shakes out as camp progresses. Uh, the season is like literally like three weeks away. I am excited. I am excited, man. I cannot wait. And um I do believe that the first game of the season is probably going to be on my son's birthday. That's awesome. Football birthday. I'm loving it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple. 
Uh, please leave me a review and a rating. I will kindly appreciate it. Please share this podcast with as many um, Washington football fans as you can. I will kindly appreciate it. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Back Row Redskins. And uh, you guys be blessed.